0: We're at a time in human history where women are supposed to feel more empowered. But that may not be the case out on the streets, and New York City is just one example. Everyday battles with misogyny are easy to brush under the rug. And so I talked to my older sister, Fatia Washington, and explored how she feels walking through her own neighborhood of Hamilton Heights. I'd say it's one of the more friendlier neighborhoods. Everyone's pretty social, and when you walk out of your house, there's music everywhere and just people dancing and laughing together. My name is Isha Washington, and this is what it's like to be a woman thriving in a world where men strive to take your power away from you. For some background, our neighborhood, Hamilton Heights, is located in the northernmost part of West Harlem. It's mostly black and brown, and serves as a safe haven for many POC communities that were never quite let in to the more upper-class societies. But just like in many other neighborhoods, an unwanted male presence and uncomfortable remarks are pretty common. Now that I'm living in this community, I, I get it pretty often when I come home, or like late at nights, or even just walking like, early to the train. I can definitely relate to this, and I'm sure many of you listeners understand what she's talking about, too. This issue has been ingrained in our society long before we were even able to watch silent films or before dinosaurs roamed the planet. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get my point. How old were you when you first had your experience or your first experience with catcalling? I honestly don't even remember, but... I was probably really young and never realized what it was at first until I grew older. Street harassment is so common for her that all of her experiences became blurred. The mini, naive, impressionable version of herself had her innocence stolen from her long before she can even remember. Fatia is only 17, but almost every day she'll get whistles, hoots, and hollers from random men when she's walking through the streets of New York, even in her own neighborhood. But there's one person in particular who never seems to stop reappearing. There's this one man who I would always walk past. Eventually, when I would just be by myself, he would stop me, and at one point, he called me beautiful, but he always gave me those weird looks and was always super flirty with me, Um, but I didn't really think anything of it, I guess, because he was also super friendly. So, do you know how old this man was? He told me he was 26. Remember this crucial point. Fatia is 17. This makes this age gap nine years. A minor and a full grown adult. The legalities behind this man's attempt to build a relationship with Fatia are certainly, well, illegal. But for many women out there, age never seems to be that big of a roadblock for the creepy men gawking on the side of the street. And although this grown man actively pursues Fatia, He does it in a manner that's more discreet, or in other words, low-key. He stops her for five-minute conversations where they can get to know each other more. And because of that, she doesn't seem to be too threatened by him. I consider him to be someone I can talk to about pretty much, not anything, but it's pretty surface-level conversations, but... I can still be able to tell him things about my life and he's still super nice about everything, minus all the flirting, but when he does offer to take me to dinner, I simply just say that no. Do you ever feel bad for saying no because he's so friendly to you? No. If I don't want to spend the time to do something and go out of my way to do something, I will not do it. Mm -hmm. I will go where I need to be. Fatia is very secure in the way she handles these types of situations. No means no, and she doesn't have to feel any type of remorse for rejecting any moves made on her. But even so, she'd rather not have to stop and entertain this random guy for some minutes out of her day. And as for this man, his advances started off small. I am always listening to music when I walk down the streets, Um, and usually he'll just peek his head out towards to me or towards me. Um, and I'll, it'll kind of force me to take my headphone now because he's trying to say something to me or trying to speak to me. What was the first thing you did to counteract his friendliness or his boldness to be flirtatious with you, even though he knew your age, correct? I would just tell him I'm only 17 years old, I'm still in high school, and I'm still focused on my studies, I'm not looking for anything, and I do not want to go to dinner with him. So walk me through your thought process. Well, it made me feel good because he's giving me validation, but at the same time, it's kind of gross because I guess it sort of feels like he's watching me. I know that I'm beautiful, so I don't need a guy to really tell me that, but it does feel nice to have someone see, like, myself the way that I do. Okay, pause. I'm gonna be honest and say that I was a little surprised to hear this because... I'm not really sure how true that is. Does he really see her the same way she sees herself? How much does he actually know about her from the brief conversation he has with her on the streets? So what claim does he have over her time and attention? And even though Futsia says his flattery is appreciated, that only counts for so much. Male validation is something that women are brought up to crave, but at the same time, the male gaze can also definitely make a woman feel extremely violated. How you doing today? Smile. Well, not good, Smile. Huh? Hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? acknowledging This man's advances definitely have not been limited to tiny little harmless conversations. His latest attempt is tattooed in Fatia's memories. He asked a harder-hitting question, to have a change in pace in their little street dynamic. Um, well, one of the more recent times was telling me or making me promise him that I would go on vacation um, with him if he bought a plane ticket, but I got super uncomfortable with that and I don't like making promises to people and giving them false hope, um, even though it was sort of a little bit of a joke, but I just told him maybe and didn't extend my pinky finger out when he did Mm. were you ever scared of his reaction if you said outright no a little so i just laugh it off and tell him that i need to go it's complicated the answer to how a woman feels in response to catcalling is never really black and white although fatia told me earlier that she can easily say no without any feelings of fear here she shows that that may not always be the case. And not only that, but this invitation served as a wake-up call to Fatia. This guy might actually be serious about all of his playful banter on the street. And now, these five-minute exchanges are definitely crossing a line. (laughs) But when I brought this up, Fatia said, it's actually not that bad, and that she's dealt with scarier situations before. The other people are so much worse. Picture this. It's late, around 12 in the morning, and she's at her friend's house struggling to open the main entrance. Then, a random man approaches her in an attempt to be her savior of the complicated door to me he's like hey like can I help you and I was I couldn't hear him so I stepped outside and then he was like hey you're really beautiful and then he was like um can we can we be friends like can I take you out and then um I was like oh no like I'm good and then he was like well you came out here for a reason um, that means something, you want to do something with me, and I was like, no, I'm just trying to watch a movie with my friend, and he was like, um, well, we can still be friends, right, and then I was like, no, we can't, I don't know you, and then he was like, I asked him, I was like, how old do you think I am, and he told me mid-20s, and I told him 17, and he didn't care, he kept persisting, and eventually I was able to um go back inside and try to open the door again but he still stood there for a good five more minutes before he left okay that was a lot to take in so we're gonna break this down fatia considers this experience to be a lot more outwardly menacing and so she uses this as a basis of comparison for all of her other catcalling incidents that's interesting so it's kind of sounds like So, you're definitely- I guess I do do compare a little bit, yeah. This realization hit both of us. Hard. It can be really easy for women to brush off certain flirtatious remarks and actions. Why? Because a certain thought may linger in the back of our minds, taking the form of, okay, that could have been worse, or, at least he didn't do or say X, Y, and Z. But we shouldn't devalue offensive experiences because it doesn't reach a certain threshold of severity. For all of the women listening, I want you to know that if you ever feel hurt by an unsettling comment or action, process those emotions and let yourself feel what you want to feel. Circling back to our main antagonist, When I ask her about how she views this man on the street, she consistently refers to him as a nice guy. So how can you describe him as a nice guy, but also know that he's creepily making advancements on you? Where, like, where do you draw that line? Hmm. (laughs) I don't really know. I know half of the time he's joking, but at the same time, it doesn't always feel like a joke. Her hesitance speaks louder than any words can say. It's a hard issue to solve and a hard question to answer. Okay, so what can we do? T and I don't have a solution, and that's okay. Two teenage girls dealing with daily street harassment won't have the magic answer to this issue. Big surprise. There's a bigger picture, and that is, society has set up several systems that uphold the patriarchy. And these systems downplay women's uneasy experiences while excusing men's nasty behavior. But how should we further address this issue and tackle it at its core? All of that's still up in the air, and it's incredibly easy to get discouraged after years of built-up anger and disgust. Boys will be boys. Like, how do you feel about that sentiment? I hate that. I hate that they just get to do that, and women can't really do anything about it. They're just walking there, and men just can look at them as objects. But what are we gonna do? Like, what can we do? The two of us are still figuring this out together. But I want my sister to know that just because someone is friendly to you, you don't have to go on vacation with them. Just because they're not particularly aggressive, you shouldn't have to feel like you should disregard those red flags. Please stay true to your emotions, because you hold strength like no other woman I know. For the Summer Youth Podcast Academy, I'm Isha Washington. Music from Blue Dot Sessions, an archival tape courtesy of Rob Bliss on YouTube. Thank you to The Bell and Gimlet Media, and shout out to my editor, Hannah Chin.